Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Hello Storyteller podcast. Melissa here and Meg. Hey, Meg. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so uh, there's seven and a half days left of school. Lucky you. I, I have. Know. I'm down to the hours. I've got hours. Like two and a half hours left. Yeah, there's seven two and a half, half days. <laughs> seven and a half days left of school, and I'm not okay about it at all. Because I'm not, I feel like I'm never ready. I'm never ready for school to be over. My kids were, my kids were kind of assholes this morning when they woke up. <laughs> they, you know, like when your kids just wake up and they're just mad and like, uh, oh, I have one of those every day. Yes. Like for, Actually, for no reason at all. Like just, uh-huh. they're just mad. And so like all like, so for the first, first of all, my children don't sleep in ever. Like they don't sleep past six thirty ever. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. So everyone <laughs> keeps telling me. Everyone keeps telling me. Oh, just wait till they're teenagers. They'll be sleeping all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's a bunch of lies. So, <laughs> however, I say that, and then I know so, you have all boys, Mel. So I think you might be good on the sleeping in. I don't know. Here. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. I'm not getting my hopes up for it. Although I will share what my plan is when they, if at some point they do start sleeping in, I have a whole plan of how I'm going to celebrate that fact. And I'll share that in a moment. <laughs> With but, champagne and a bubble bath? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I will get to it in a minute. No. So this morning, I don't know why my, my husband was supposed to drive my brother because they work in the same town. My husband was supposed to drive my brother to work this morning because his car's in the shop. So his alarm went off at like some ungodly hour. And it was weird because I haven't set an alarm, literally have not set an alarm since I gave birth 12 years ago. And unless I have to like get somewhere like a, a, a plane or something in the middle of the night. Oh, I, I don't see. You have a tiny human alarm. Got it. I do. I don't. I literally I don't even have a clock on my side of the bed. Like I don't, I don't have one at all. But in any case, so his alarm went off, which was weird because usually we're awake before any alarm goes off. And so it was very quiet. And I thought, well, this is strange. And so I went back to sleep and then... The next thing I know, I like roll, roll with the clock and it's 20 after seven. And I'm like, that's weird. Now, someone had come <laughs> into our room earlier, tried to take a Chromebook computer out of our room because they thought we were sleeping. And then I was like, mm, no, put it back. And then they got mad and walked away. But in any case, when I woke up at 720 and my house was like real quiet and I'm like, what is happening? So I look in my younger two's room. They're not in their beds, which means they're downstairs. And then my oldest son's door is closed. And I thought, well, that's not unusual because his door is usually closed, but he's also up at, I don't even know what time he actually gets up like four in the morning. I have no idea that kid. Feel, I feel like he's always awake. So I opened my door and much his door, much to my surprise, he's still sleeping. And so I go in and I'm like, all right, dude, you got to get up. But they were all just so grumpy this morning, like just real grumpy. And so like yelling and just like not nice people. And so after being like yelled at multiple times, I was like, listen. I'm like, you know what? You guys have seven days left of school. I'm going to need you to pull it together. I'm asking (laughs) you to feed yourselves and get a snack and fill up your water bottle. You are about to have 10 weeks where you don't have to do a blessed thing. So I'm going to need you to like, just keep perspective, please. (laughs) Mom pep talk of the morning. And then after that, they were, they were better, but yeah. So then of course, because of their attitudes, I was like, Oh God. And see the issue 
don't know if you have this issue. I had this issue because I have three boys and we live in a perpetual fight club that <laughs> my children are at the ages where they are, they're, they're very self-sufficient. Like I can, I can leave them home alone for, we feel like comfortable up to two hours, you know, before anyone like really starts to like lose their mind. So in theory, you would think that the summer I wouldn't feel as much trepidation about it as I, as I do, because it's like, well, you don't have little kids. You don't have toddlers that you're, you know, have to chase after and whatnot. And you're right. I don't. So like the constant supervision piece is not something I have to do. However, the consequences are more severe. And what I mean by that is that my children will lull me into a very false sense of security where they will be playing nicely, getting along for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe, maybe even two, maybe I even get two full hours, maybe. And then, then somebody just gets into a fight with somebody else, but it's not just, it's not a toddler fight, right? Where like someone's taking the toy and someone's crying and they put someone time out. It's like a full on fist fight. So like someone's got like a bloody lip. Someone got like punched in the face. Like it's because this is, this is what I live in. And I say that, and I know I'm going to get judged, which is fine. But you don't know if you don't have three boys living in your house, like you don't understand the physicality that occurs. And I, I, even when they were younger, I was like, is this the rest of my life? Like, (laughs) is this how it's going to be? And yes, it is. So the problem is like, yes, they don't require as much supervision from me, but then if I'm not supervising them, shit can go down. Like, yeah, I don't want to buy referee all summer. I already warned them. Like the last two weeks, I've been like wearing my referee shirt nonstop. And I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, ladies, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm gonna let, chat back, I, chat this back. is what I told them. I said, I'm going to let you duke it out. May the best yes. lady win. Because <laughs> I am yes, done with this nonsense. It is baloney. And I don't want to do it anymore. I I preach the love. So if you're going to fight, you do it in a room I can't see because I don't want to see it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, because I, I'm not doing this anymore. You guys are too old for this. I'm done. So do you that was my best. Up? <laughs> do you? Okay. So I've had this. I've had that specific conversation multiple times. In fact, not that long ago, probably <laughs> like last week sometime. Yesterday. <laughs> feels like it. But then I like to follow it up with like, and don't come to me. Do not come oh, that, to me don't when come you get hurt. <laughs> don't come yeah. to me when you get hurt. I'm not handing out band-aids. I'm not giving out <laughs> ice packs. I'm not giving out hugs. If the only way that you can actually figure out how to resolve this issue is to beat the crap out of each other, so be it. I have given you the tools to do it civilly. I have taught you how. You could you could stand here right now and repeat to me what you should do. You just choose not to. So I'm done. Mama's out. So yeah. take it out in the backyard and don't come to me when someone no, needs stitches. Don't come to me when you get a, bl- a bloody lip. I, you're not. No, you don't get to go <laughs> in my freezer because I don't like, get the bloody lips, but I get the crying and all the baloney. And I told mm. my oldest because every time I send them off to the car, because I'm like getting the last few things before we go off to school. And the school is literally across the street. We yeah. used to rollerblade to school. We did do that this year. I'm kind of sad about it now. Maybe I should go rollerblade when I pick them up. I think I should. Ooh, anyway, that. besides yeah. the point, I will. I told my oldest at the beginning of the week or last week, and I was like, look, every time I come out here, Ella's crying in the backseat, and you're, you know, sitting there 
saying I it was not my fault. And I'm like, okay, uh, first of all, I don't care whose fault it is. I just don't want the argument in the first place. Can't we just be nice and love each other? No. Nope. So here, here's the thing. I don't care what what you do or don't do, but if you piss your sister off, Ella, the youngest, if you piss her off and she retaliates, that's not my problem. And on you. if I come out here and I have to referee, your booty's walking to school. I'm not driving yes. you. <laughs> so, Get it, girl. Start it walking. It happened yesterday. They started it, and I was I gave them more. I gave them the one reminder. I said, remember, you're walking if this is happening. So this morning, I walk out to the car, and it's like crickets. I was like, oh, this is weird and different. <laughs> and I, I go to the back seat to buckle Ella because she's still in the car seat. Mm-hmm. And, and she says, mommy. She's like, look. We're not fighting. And I was like, oh, you're right. That's nice. And she's like, yeah, I was even making Sissy laugh. I was like, oh, (laughs) I love that. That's great. Good job, girls. I'm so proud of you. But it was so refreshing. I was like, see, if I just tell them that there's going to be a consequence of walking to school instead of being, you know, carried like a princess, then (laughs) maybe they won't fight anymore. And I don't have to wear my referee shirt. But to circle back to the waking up in the morning and on the wrong side of the bed, my oldest was a little grumpy in the morning. And so funny that you bring this up because (laughs) I didn't, she was already awake when it was time to wake her up. And so I didn't do my quote unquote thing. And so she summons me back in the room and she says, mom, can you do like the whole thing? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, like, the whole thing. And I was like, and she like points around to like the broom and the windows and the dog who's now sleeps with her. And I was like, oh, okay. So when I come in from the gym, I wake her up and Penny, our large uh, Aussie doodle now sleeps with my oldest. And I wake up Penny and I pet her because otherwise she'll start barking at me wanting to play and jumping on me and stuff. So I soothe her first and Emma still <laughs> passed out, of course. And then I go to Emma, and so I know she, again, is a little not on the bright side in the morning. So (laughs) I have used my dear friend Penny, our dog, to help aid in the positivity of the waking of her morning. So I I have trained Penny to (laughs) give kisses. And so I've trained Penny to give kisses to Emma directly in her face (laughs) when she wakes up. So... I tell Penny to go give Emma kisses and do the whole thing. And it was just so funny because she like was just, I guess, craving that this morning and just asking for the thing, you know, to have her usual wake up call. So it's just funny how they kind of get uh, stuck in their ways or their morning wake up calls. And I remember my wake up call from my mom. Mm-hmm. Did you, yeah. did your mom have a special wake up call for you too? Um, I'm, I think she used to see all our names at the stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was real, real special. <laughs> I don't remember her, like, I don't remember someone coming up to my room and waking me up. I'm sure it happened. I was not, still am not a morning person. So I have no doubt that at some point she did have to come upstairs and like get us, but I mean, my kids have always been, as I said before, have always been super early risers. And so I don't really ever have to wake them up. But it is funny, like when you're talking about like Emma, I'd be like, you need to come in here and do like your whole 
your whole routine, your whole thing. We have that for bedtime for our kids. And so, you know, my oldest is just about to be 12 and it is, I don't know, I'm feeling all the, I'm feeling all the things. And I don't know, it was like a couple, there's been like periods of time where he like didn't want us to like do the bedtime routine with him. And he was like, I was like, oh, because we, you know, we had this whole thing. Like we, you know, we tucked them in. I'd sing them a song. And, you know, I'm like, oh, do you want me to sing? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, okay. All right. I guess that's fine. I'll not sing Try to you. Try not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I, I don't know. I feel like it was a couple of months. And then one night he was like, I don't get a song. And I was like, do you want one? Wait, I, I thought we were off this, buddy. <laughs> thought we were done. And so, but recently he has, he's been asking for, for his song, which, you know, I've been singing to him since he was a baby. So, and you know, my kids each have their own song. So, but I don't know, we're, we're in this season of a lot of lasts and firsts with my oldest specifically. So I don't know what the school structure is like in California, but in um, Massachusetts, although it wasn't, it was not this way when I was a kid. So maybe it's just our particular school. In any case, his elementary school goes through sixth grade. So ours too. For, for our town. Now, when I was growing up, fifth grade was the end of elementary school. Oh. Six, seven, eight was middle school. And then nine to 12 was, was high school. So, for us, we have a regional junior high and high school. So it's it's five towns that feed into it. So he's oh my goodness. Yeah. And our town is the biggest. So it was interesting because my niece lives in the town over from us. And I was talking to my mom the other day. She's in the same grade. My youngest niece is in the same grade as my oldest. And my mom was asking her how she was feeling about going to junior high. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but she lives in my brother and his family live just the town next next to us. But it's teeny tiny. And so for her, it's this enormous change because there's one sixth grade class in her elementary school. She's in this teeny tiny school she's been in her entire life. And now she's moving to this. I mean, it's like, uh, I think it's probably something in the vein of like 300, 200, 300 kids in her grade in the seventh grade. Oh, now, like whereas like our town is the biggest and our our elementary school currently like there's there's six classes for each grade. So like there's six kindergarten classes, there's six sixth grade classes, there's six third grade classes. Like so we we provide like half the population of of the seventh grade. So for my son, they had their like step up day thing that we call it here. So they went over to the junior high. And I said, well, how did you feel about it? I said, was the school big? He's like, no, mom, it's smaller than the school we're in, which makes sense because it's half the kids. Like their yeah. elementary school is bigger than their junior high. So for him, and he's a pretty easygoing kid anyway. He always has been. He's very adaptable. He adjusts to things very well. So right now he's like, no, it's no big deal. He might feel differently about it <laughs> come the fall. Yeah. But we're like, we're in the season of a lot of lasts with him. So like, it didn't occur to me until, I don't know, last week. So he's been playing recreational sports in our town, baseball, you know, soccer, football, and he he can't play in the recreational baseball anymore after this year because it only goes up to age 12. And so, like, his team made the championship. So, like, we're, we went to game three. So we have great game three tonight. And it's like, this is it. Like, this is the last game that he'll ever play in, like, recreational baseball. 
unless he decides to join or or try out for like the junior high or high school teams. And so like that's I don't know, like it feels sort of emotional. And then next Aww. week is his like sixth grade graduation, which I've always okay. had. I've always had this like really sixth grade graduation, kindergarten graduation, <laughs> you know, before I had kids and then I had kids and I was like, oh, I get it. And so like next week he has this whole like sixth grade graduation ceremony. And I'm like, huh? because like he's going into middle school and then it's like, OK, I have six more years. I have six more years before he leaves <laughs> oh my, my house. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're on countdown. That's too that's too close. Hey, right. I have, it's, I have it's more than that. So it's, it seems like a while. Well, and it's you know, I'm like, I have 10 years. I have 10 years of kids in my house left and that's it. Which, I mean, considering that I've only been in this for 11 years, like we're halfway there. But it just all of a sudden it feels very fast. It feels very quick. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it's just it's a weird and we've talked about this before on other podcast episodes that it's it's a very different and weird and sort of strange and brand new sort of parenting. Yeah. Situation I find myself, my husband and I find ourselves in because it's just a totally different way of having to like parent and relate to your kids. And. Yeah. You know, I'm trying, we're trying really hard to sort of like straddle the line between giving him more independence and letting him take age appropriate risks and decision making because he needs to learn those life skills and still being like, oh, gosh, <laughs> like you're only 12. I have to remember that. But you are 12. And so it's 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 weird. I'm just going to say that it's just a weird, it's a weird place. I'm yeah, I'm really trying not to rescue with the girls anymore. And that's a really hard place for me to be because usually I just need the chaos to kind of stop. <laughs> and so yeah. I'll butt in. I'm like, okay, you know, let's settle this. But I'm really trying to teach them some, you know, problem-solving skills and how to mm -hmm. resolve their own issues without me butting in all the time. Again, I'm taking off the referee shirt. I don't want to play. Uh-uh. So allowing them, I feel, I feel like I've put on a different mindset the last month or so. And I've really been trying to hone in on those teachable moments rather mm -hmm. than getting upset about something. And so I, I take that hot second to be like, okay, can I teach them something? Or is this more of a... I guess they're all teachable moments, but or more of a, uh, you know, discipline, disciplinary action. Right, right. So I, I, I there is a teachable moment, like I said, in everything. But I, I'm trying to do less of the discipline because you just don't always want to be <laughs> disciplining children. You know, if I can teach them the right way or the kind way or the easy way to do things, then let's do that. So I, yeah. I, I like to you know, kiss. I like to keep things simple, silly. So <laughs> that's my motto for the year. Well, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to teach them rather than get upset and, and, and just turn around and start, you know, raising my voice, which I try not to do. But, you know, I get to the third time of saying something I'm like, all right, enough already. <laughs> well, and that's the thing where it's like, you know, at this stage, at their ages, especially, you know, obviously Emma for you and then all three of mine, at the ages they're at, it's like, okay, I can yell, I can give somebody a consequence, 
but that's not that's not giving them an opportunity to modify and change their behavior. It's just removing them from the situation, which sometimes has to happen. But, you know, especially with my kids, because they tend to get physical. And so sometimes you just have to like pull somebody <laughs> out of the situation. But like my my oldest and one of my nine year olds, gosh, they just push each other's buttons all the time. And my oldest is just like your classic oldest child. And he does not want to not be in control and he doesn't you know he has to he always puts himself in the position of leadership and so I had to have this sort of like very stern conversation with him the other day because he was playing outside that all three of them were playing outside together relatively nicely and I heard him say to his brothers, "Okay, go ahead and get that set up. I'm going to come inside for a second. I'll be right back out. And so I was like, I like heard this happening. And then I see him take his shoes off and I see him go upstairs and I hear him close his door and the music is playing. And I'm like, that's interesting. So then his brothers came in and they're like, well, where is he? I said, he's up, he's up in his room. So they go upstairs and they're mad because he had told them that he was going to play this game with them, but he made them get all of it ready. He was like, you guys go and set it all up and then didn't help at all. And then came inside and just decided he was done. Like he was just going to he didn't want to do it. He was going to take a break. So then he starts yelling at his brothers because they're in his room. And he's like, I just needed a break. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. So I sent his brothers back outside and I said to him, I said. Like, I, I need you to put yourself in your brother's shoes right now. I said, you assigned them jobs to do <laughs> jobs that you 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 didn't even partake in yourself left them outside to do it came inside unilaterally decided that you needed a break from what i don't know the the the, the job giving you needed a break from i said didn't communicate this in any way to your brothers didn't say to them like hey can we pick this back up in 20 minutes nothing just came inside didn't say anything left them outside to do the work and now you're yelling at them because they're upset about it <laughs> Of course they're upset about it. I said, you left, you told them to do a job. You made them do it with the, with the promise that you were going to come back outside and then you just left them. And so, you know, and it's, it's things like that that tend to really get under my skin because it's mm -hmm. just mean, it's just mean, you know? And I, and I said to him, I said, you wouldn't do that to your friends at school. You wouldn't do that to your friends on your baseball team. And so it really does not sit well with me that you think it's okay to, and I said to him, I said, if you are going to put yourself in a position of leadership, then you need to lead. And when you lead effectively, you are working with the people that you are leading. I said, you're being a dictator. <laughs> that's, that's what I told him. I said, that's what you're doing. I said, you're assigning people work to do and then removing yourself from the situation and expecting your little minions to take care of everything and then just changing the rules and making them fall in line. No, sir, not in my house. That's not how this works. And so I, I said to him, I said, you need to go outside right now. You're not having a break. You're going to go participate in whatever it was you told them you were going to do. And you're going to do it with a smile on your face and with a high level of enthusiasm because it's not fair for you to approach a situation any other way. And, you know, and he has that, you know, teenager look on his face like, yeah, OK, mom, whatever, fine. But it's one of those things like that's like that's not 
it's not okay to treat people that way. It's not okay to, and like, I get it. I had a younger sister. I bossed her around all the time. I understand like where he's coming from, but I said, you're, I said, you're just, you're sort of, you're being a little manipulative. I said, because all they want to do is play with you. That's it. Like they are willing to do all of the work to get this, whatever it is you guys are doing. They're willing to do all of the work and get it all set up. You don't have to do a blessed thing. And it's only because they think you're so cool that they want to play with you. And you're taking total advantage of that and being manipulative. And that is not going to fly in my house. So I feel like it's those types of situations where you have to have the conversation and you have to sort of hold up a reflective mirror for them and be like, you're being a jackass. (laughs) (laughs) You're being a right now. You know, like this is not how we treat people. And why are you treating your family worse than you would treat friends? I just don't understand that concept. And that's a constant theme in my house. And I, and that's something that I'm trying to teach my household too is kind and effective communication. Like mm-hmm. it's okay if you don't want to hang out. You just need to kindly and effectively right. communicate that to the other people who thought you wanted to hang out with them. Right. That's all, you know? And it's just like, just because we're all home together doesn't mean we all have to hang out together. Like we're all our own individual people again. Mm-hmm. And we like our own space and we need our own space to like. Absolutely breathe so it's okay if you don't want to hang like this morning my oldest was not in a chipper mood she was not having it any which way I mean it didn't matter if I said it kindly effectively I mean it just she was ready for battle I mean she stood there waiting to go down that rabbit hole of conversation that was going to lead to something else and I was like "Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. nope mama not playing that game today I have things on my list to do and this is not one of them so please kindly go get dressed because we have to leave in 30 minutes. Thank you very much. And she's oh, like, I... I'm mad. And I'm like, I understand you're mad. I feel that you're mad. I see that you're mad. And I hear yeah. that you're mad. Read However, it loud and clear. Gotcha. I don't have time for mad. So you can go feel your feels in your room and be mad. I'm really, really sorry you're mad. But we got to go. <laughs> so, sorry. Well, no, I, this is, this was this morning. So I told you my kids woke up pissed off and I'm done being yelled at because they're angry. Yeah. And so I, I finally, I said that. to them, I said What's to them that? this morning, <laughs> I was like, after a certain point of like stupid stuff, like they were like just stupid things. I looked at all of them and I was like, uh, I am done. I am done. I am walking away and I am not reminding anybody else about anything else they have to do this morning. So you better pay attention to what time is on the clock. I'm not going to remind you that it's time to go outside and get ready for the bus. So if that means that you don't have a snack, or you don't have a water bottle or you didn't brush your teeth or you don't have socks on with your shoes like that's you're going out the door <laughs> when the bus comes. So whatever you have not accomplished between now and then, that is entirely on you. I'm going to go hang out with the dog because I like him the best right now. <laughs> and I'm going to go have my oh, coffee. <laughs> and and two of my kids were like now and i was very clear that it was my nine-year-olds my 12-year-old was fine and i said that to him i said this is not directed toward you it's directed toward your brothers and so one of my nine-year-olds sort of like pulled himself together and then the other one somehow was even more upset (laughs) it's like (laughs) you know but times of transition are really difficult for him and so we're ending we're heading toward the end of the school year and anytime there's like a big transitional period we know that we're going to see an uptick in his in his behavior and so 
we sort of try to keep that in mind. But the conversation I've been having with him, and I don't know if you've had to have this conversation with your girls or not, is, you know, he's worked really hard and he's has come such a long way on sort of trying to effectively, you know, express his emotions in a appropriate manner. So we don't have knockdown, drag out, screaming off the chart tantrums anymore. What we do have is a running commentary on how ridiculous and bullshit he thinks everything is. <laughs> so oh, the running commentary is insane. And I do, it's funny because I take your advice, Mel. I know we had, it was several episodes back, but you, we were talking about parenting one day and you had mentioned something about, you know, he's doing what I asked him to do. He's still running his mouth, but he's still doing what I want him to do. So is he doing it perfectly how I want him to do it? No. Mm-hmm. Is he doing what I asked him to do? Yes. So I try to really keep that in mind because I'm like, she's still doing what I asked her to do. But I let her run her mouth for a little while. And then I'm like, all right, I don't want to hear it anymore. Or I just put in the ear pods and then I definitely don't have to hear it because yeah. they cancel all the noise. So that's just what happens in my house. I just stick in the music and then nobody can talk to me and I don't hear the <laughs> bullshit anymore. And it's fine. Mama's happy. Uh, Yay. Yes. So I do try to like internally have a conversation with myself about that. But the other thing that I've been, because this is going to be... This is going to be something for him that I think is always going to be something that he sort of struggles with. And so the conversation that my husband and I have been having with him is I will say to him, I said, I hear you. I understand. I I'm clear on where how you feel about this. So from this point forward, your feelings about this need to be internal thoughts, not ones that you speak out loud because you can feel however however you are feeling right now, mad, frustrated, pissed off, angry, it's all fine. It, that's okay. Absolutely. You've expressed that to me. I understand. I'm very, very clear on how you feel. <laughs> so now that becomes an internal thought for you. If you have any other verbal ways you want to express how you are feeling, that needs to be done internally for you or up in your room because we're we're moved we've moved past feeling and expression into rude and disrespectful and so there has to be there has to be a line there and so I'll just say to him he'll say something that's disrespectful and I'll say to him that's an internal thought because <laughs> it's like <laughs> I mean the reminder is just good because then they will be able to decipher what's an external thought and what's an internal thought and then they just will know so because, it's yeah because they'll eventually learn. You know, he struggles with that executive functioning. And so and part of it, too, like for me, I'm an adult, right? I can separate out what he's saying from what he means, but he tends to repeat himself a lot. And so like, if he's upset with one of his brothers, you know, he can say things that are hurtful mm-hmm. and he's then repeating it over and over and over again. And his brothers aren't really at the developmental level where they can separate out what he's saying from what he actually means and so, you know, I'll have to I have to pull him aside and say that is enough. Yeah. Like, you don't need to keep repeating this. We understand that you're upset with your brother. We're, we like we get that. So that's the other piece that I've been trying to work with him on is that the, at a certain point, it needs to become an internal dialogue that you don't express out loud because at a certain point it just becomes hurtful. And so that needs to stop. So that's the other thing we're working on with him. But. Ooh, he's given us a run for our money <laughs> these last couple of days. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's That's just, good. it's, you know, we're heading into summer. And I think, and I'm sure, too, like my own 
you know, as we were talking about a little bit earlier in the, in the episode, like your kids are done with school. They're out now. Mine are going to be out next week. And I know I have my own feelings of anxiety and stress about that, which I'm sure are coming out and being projected on the kids too. <laughs> Because I definitely came out last week. Like, no doubt. And I, I, I told my family, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a little stressed and anxious about summer approaching next week. So I, mm-hmm. bear with me. But I think by really tackling my calendar, like I legitimately finalized it this morning because I put everything on my phone. And then I was like, okay, I need to see this like in writing and I need to like pencil it in so I can put it to memory. So I sat down this morning and wrote down everything in my day planner, and my summer is jam-packed full of goodness. Like, there will be no time for me to put on my referee shirt because we're so dang busy. We won't be fighting. We'll be having so much fun chasing rainbows (laughs) and all the Southern California things and beaches and fun. So. I mean, I think if any of you are struggling with this as well as your summer vacation is quickly approaching, mm-hmm. I highly recommend going in with a plan or at least a outline or something. Like put pen to paper because that always helps and, you know, gives you a little bit of perspective. But I feel like, I mean, I'm actually a little overwhelmed because I'm like, did I plan too much? But there's some breathing room in there. I think just looking yeah. at it as a whole is I need to take a little breath, but we have, I think we fit everything in and there's a week or two where we're kind of lulling and hanging out before school uh, starts up again. So, but we are, we're doing and seeing all the things and we got, I'm going to have content galore. Oh my gosh. Out my ears. Well, and I know a couple episodes ago, we were talking about doing a hundred days of summer or a summer Mm -hmm. shot thing, which we're doing or working on. I'm on it. I'm on it, too. I, luckily, we've been out and about because we've been at a baseball field, you know, oh, yeah, so that's that that's sort of where it's happening right now. But I did some take some intentional pictures over the weekend. So that was kind of fun. I need to, like, put a reminder on my calendar because it sort of, like, slips my mind until we get to the end of the day. And then I'm like, oh, I hate that. it'll Yesterday be easier. With, and the last day of school, which was great. But oh, yeah. I'm well, my kids are still today. That's what we're doing. Ooh, my yeah. kids are still in school. So it, it's still a, a bit of a challenge to like try to grab shots of of them because they're still at school. So after next week, it'll be easier because they will be with me most of the day. But yeah, I mean, there's so there's a couple of things that I think, you know, if you are the parent of, you know, of a a teen or a tween and they're maybe they're willingness to be photographed isn't as readily available as it used to be and you find yourself and maybe my I, I feel like I'm in this position where I'm you know I have one child that's like willing to get their picture taken I have one that's like don't even put the thing anywhere near me and then I have one that just wants to make stupid faces every time I pull it out so <laughs> mine just I, peace signs in front of their face all the time <laughs> can you move them to the side at least thank you <laughs> yeah right mine just want to dab and so um oh the dab kills me oh the dab So, but I think we mentioned it on our sort of like summer overview episode, but just a tiny little plug here that the Mentor Live run for the Capturing Adolescence Photographing the In-Between Years, which is our teen and tween course, is happening June 20th to 26th. So if you want a seat in that live run, it'll be available for download and go after that too. But if you want a seat in that live run, which means that you get access to a private Slack group with the four instructors, myself, 
the Melissa's and Holly is basically what it boils down to. So <laughs> Holly, Poor Holly, and a Holly. <laughs> it is Holly and Wad, myself, Melissa Fox, and Melissa Richard. It's so funny. I, I grew up not knowing like any other Melissa. So it's just, Hilarious. this is just comical to me. The course is on sale right now. It's $35. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, it's a great, great, fantastic resource. If you're a parent of a tween or a teen, if you are a photographer that works with teens or tweens, just chuck, chuck full of information. So make sure that you check that out because I, I can't know. I to dive into that because Emma, my oldest, has been asking to get back in the frame again because she's like, you only shoot Ella. I'm like, dude, you had like so many years of just you there's like six yeah years of just yeah <laughs> like come on now <laughs> but I don't really know how to like how to go about photographing her I- I'm still you know yeah. twirly dresses and she's not in twirly dresses anymore yeah so I'm just like I- I'm I'm seriously I'm gonna go get my hair done today and I'm I'm pulling up the pdf and I'm diving and I'm- in I've taken so much inspiration from the other instructors too because like my section focuses on client on client work which is I think if you're someone that does client work especially I know for me like some of my families I've been shooting for at this point like six seven years so their kids are they're not little anymore and so we're a lot of my like return loyalty clients are we're we're getting into those ages where their kids are older and so you do have to change how you how you work with clients families with their kids are older you have one that's older and some that are younger or, or like some of my families now like all three of their kids or two of their kids are are in that age range and so that's what my section focuses on so i've been pulling a lot of inspiration from the other instructors too in this course of how they document because they each have their own very specific unique perspective on how they document their kids and so like that's just been really helpful for me too because all of my kids have different personalities and so i feel like yeah it's giving me like good and new and different ideas of, of how to approach things because I like I was saying you know especially with my oldest like I, you know when they were younger I before they started school I I felt this like pull to want to document them all the time because I knew they weren't going to be this little forever and I'm so glad that I did that and then we've been in this like sort of crazy couple of years where you know we're just we're we're just in it up to our eyeballs and you know in parenting kids and running businesses and and whatnot and so, but now I have, you know, this, this very, like, I feel like I have this very, I feel this, this, that same pull again, because it's like, oh my gosh, the time is going by so fast. And now I feel like I'm going to blink my eyes and then my kid's going to be in high school and like, that's going to be it. And then, then that's it. Like we have like three years left and that's it. So I know for me, the last couple of years, I probably haven't shot my kids as much as I did when they were younger, but now I feel this like pull to want to get back to documenting them in some sort of regular way that is authentic to where we are in our, where where we are in our lives right now, where they are in their own growth and development. And so like, I'm feeling that pull. So I know that there's people listening to the podcast whose kids are in the same age group. I'm sure you're probably feeling the same thing. So just go grab the course. I think it'll be very helpful to sort of like help us all shift gears into this new way of documenting our lives with our older kids. And again, that'll be in the show notes for you too. Yay, I can't wait. Yay. I have an idea that I uh, that was inspired by most of the Foxmen. So I cannot wait Yay. to start shooting that with Ella. Although she's not a tween quite yet. She's not so little anymore either. She's six and a half so she's kind of in that that weird transitional stage too so but as she's getting uh 
more creative in her journey in her artwork, I have a fun idea to uh, celebrate and capture that as well. So yeah, awesome. And then if you just need a, we have a summer bingo happening over at Hello Storyteller too. So you can get information on that. We'll link that in the show notes too. So if you're someone that's just looking at a sort of doc, you know, I, for those of us, myself included, that couldn't get our acts together for a 365 or a P52, <laughs> but like, you know what? We can do three months. I can do we can summer. do three months of summer. <laughs> Come join us. And so we're running a summer bingo. So that's super fun and exciting. You can get more information on that at the link in the show notes. And yeah, just, you know, let this hopefully where you are, warm weather and outdoor time inspire you to pick up your camera. I know I am feeling more like I want to pick up my camera. And so, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I'm uber excited. I've already started summer, so I am cautiously optimistic over here. We'll see. Talk to me in a month. (laughs) We'll see if I still feel (laughs) cautiously optimistic about how the summer is (laughs) going. You will be. It'll be great. It's going to be fine. It's going to be wonderful. Good times ahead. Good times ahead. (laughs) All right, friends. Hang in there. You got this. And uh, we'll be talking to you next week. All right. Bye.